Hey friends, welcome to Naked in Truth, the podcast that's designed to open up your mind, to help you break down walls and barriers in your life that you might not even know exist yet. But don't worry, every wall that we break down together on this podcast allows you the opportunity to level up and create your impact. With that being said, I think it's time for us to get honest, vulnerable, and naked in truth. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of the Naked in Truth podcast. I am Sarah D. I am your host and creator, and I am so fucking excited to have you guys here with me today. So we are here. We are on the podcast. This is actually fucking happening. And guys, I am so jacked because I really wanted to have this podcast as a platform for me to be able to use all of my life experiences, my life mistakes, and definitely all the life lessons that I've learned along the way to share with you guys so that hopefully you don't have to go through the same thing. Or if you are currently going through the same thing, you do not have to do it as long or as wrong. Okay. (laughs) Life these past couple of years have been a whirlwind. And I think it's something that has really allowed us to understand that all of us do go through a lot of the same, same, but different. And I want this platform to be able to reach you in a sense of knowing that you're not alone and that, you know, the shit that we go through doesn't single us out. It doesn't limit us from our potential and it sure as shit does not take away from who we are as a person. That is only going to happen if we let it. And that is what I really want to be here for is an encouraging voice that allows you to be able to be heard, understood, and really growing in the direction that you want to go. With that being said, I thought that I would use this first episode to really allow you to get to know who I am, what I've kind of been through, and where we're currently at now. So the thing is, is that I think we always assume that kids aren't going to be sad, right? We think that, you know, They can't be affected with worldly things. And I think that that's where we really underestimate a child's potential and a child's mind and what they need to grow. And right from when I was young, I always felt older than what I was. And I would get compliments on it. And as I started to age, I physically looked older than the age that I always was. But it was the constant reminders of, oh, Sarah, you're so mature. You're so mature. And what's funny is that when I had that mindset of thinking that I was always older than what I was, I was always chasing being an adult right from childhood. And when I look back now, I feel like that is where the biggest red flag came in is that I wanted to grow up way too fast. With the longing of wanting to grow up too fast and then having this like emptiness right from childhood. And I guess like the hardest part of me telling my story is that there's so many components to my story that aren't necessarily my story. Yes, they've created my story, but those details are not mine to share. And so that is where there will be some vagueness here or there as to what certain situations were that I went through in my life. And the only reason why is to protect the person that I went through them with 
because of the fact that, like I said, if it's not my story to share, I'm not going to share it with you, but it is time to share my story. From as young as I can remember, I have always desired to be wanted and especially wanted in male attention. And so young that I'm like, I question why I was so young and wanted male attention, but you know, our minds work in funny ways. I thought that (laughs) I needed to grow up really fast and that created a ripple effect of what my late elementary, middle school, and essentially high school years were like. And I did have to go through so much growing at such a young age because I ended up being the first out of everybody. I was the first to get things done. You know, I was the first to hook up with a boy. I was the first to have sex. I was the first to really do any drinking. I was the first to do drugs and It was always that stigma that I was like the badass that was, you know, (laughs) that was always, I guess, essentially looking for trouble or, or looking to get up to certain things. And, you know, at the end of the day, when I look back now, it's funny the way that we judge people and their decisions and that we always in turn, like reflected on that person now. Like if we think that someone's like hooking up with someone too often or hooking up with people too often, we're like, we're going to label them as a slut. But the last thing that we're going to think of is like, what is that person actually going through that's making them choose those actions? Like they're obviously missing love in some sort of way to chase it that way. Or maybe it is that they have a sex addiction. There's so many actual reasons as to why people are committing the behaviors that they are. And it runs so much deeper than the labels that we like to label them as. So let's kick it back to like elementary. I get my first boyfriend in grade six and, you know, I really needed to speed things up. I needed to, I felt like I needed to be there for guys in a way that I thought was going to make them like me more. And, you know, it's so funny when I look back on it now, because it's an easy decision now when I look back on it of how do you make boys like you, right? Like, no, you don't just go and hook up with boys to make them like you. That is not how you make boys like you. Okay. But it's that mindset that I had back then and that pressure. And, you know, I think that we look at those situations like, okay, yeah, that's an easy decision when we look back on it now. But when I'm in that moment or you're in that moment and we're making these decisions, like we really are making those decisions off of the emotion that we're currently feeling at that time. And I guess like in my coaching as a personal trainer, this is why I touch so much on making sure that you're listening to your emotions, that you can tell what your body is telling you because we do have these fight or flight reactions. And in turn, a lot of the time when we're feeling pressure, we will choose to make a decision that is not going to benefit us in the way that we think it's going to benefit us strictly because we're catering to the emotion in the wrong way because we're not listening to it or at least being honest to it. And I think that that's what I struggled with throughout those years was that I never actually reflected as to why am I feeling these things? Why do I need to chase love? Why do I want to drink to a point where I am so drunk that I can't function? And that's what it ended up turning into is that, you know, as I kept making mistakes with boys and as I kept creating these terrible labels for myself, I 
started losing myself in alcohol. And what's funny is that I grew up in a household where there was no alcohol. Both my parents are recovering alcoholics. I have never seen them drink. We've never had alcohol in the house. And so it was almost like this forbidden fruit for me. And when I first had, um, I guess, like really my first drunk experience, I loved it. I loved that feeling of not feeling anything. And then that's what I became obsessed with. That is where I became an alcoholic. So after that, I essentially just wanted to chase anybody who had alcohol. Okay. So I am an underage drinker at this time. My parents don't have alcohol in the house. Well, shit, I'm going to go through so many friends because all I care about is getting to that alcohol. And what was so sad is that like, I was on such a different level than what my friends were, you know, like if they did drink, they would dabble a little bit here or there. And then the people who did want to drink, that's who I wanted to hang out with more. So you're expanding your friend group. And so, you know, the friends that you used to go play dress up with or whatever, you know, outside sports are now turned into party friends. And it's like, you know, where can we go get fucked up this weekend? And that's what it just ended up turning into was that I didn't care who I essentially screwed over when I look back now. I I didn't care who I screwed over as long as I could keep climbing what I thought was the ladder, the ladder of being cool, the ladder of having a boyfriend, the ladder of getting to that alcohol, right? Because I thought that I was living a really sweet life when in turn, all I was doing was mass destruction. I spent so much time in my adulthood reflecting over these childhood years. And, you know, no matter how much I try to forgive myself, I feel like they never get any less painful to revisit because who I am now is not a reflection of who I was then and vice versa, right? So, but I needed to be that person in order to be who I am today. And I think that this is where I get really nervous to have kids sometimes as I just think back to how sneaky I was, how young I was. And it makes me feel like I could never trust my kid because my poor godsend mother, you know, she never assumed that I would be going through all of this because I was so fucking young. And that's why I think it's so important for us to never put a number on a child as to what age they should experience something, right? Because it's it's never going to allow that child to get the help that they actually need. And when I look back now, I can see that there was so many areas that I actually needed help in. But to me, I was coming off as this strong personality that was dealing with her shit. And, you know, I never really loved life. Like right from childhood, I dealt with depression so much so that like grade six, I got caught passing a note about cutting in class with another girl. And then my mom got called to the freaking um, therapist's office and we had to chat it over with this therapist and it was the most awkward and embarrassing and I will never forget that moment but you know uh, I look back now and I just my heart breaks thinking of all of the damage that I put myself through but like I said this damage allowed me to grow into who I am today and it's allowing me to be able to teach you guys these lessons and to really hopefully impact someone else's life so that they do not have to go through the same thing.
My three middle school years felt like they were never going to end. And, you know, those were the years that I really did the most damage. And my drinking got really bad. And obviously, I kept making mistakes. And I think it was summer going into grade nine was one of my absolute worst. And, you know, like, I would always make mistakes too on like my mom's birthday. So then I'm like super hungover and broke or made really bad decisions and would have to go and celebrate her birthday with like a remorseful mind. And I would just get myself into these shitty situations where I was not thinking about anybody else but myself. And even when I felt like I hit rock bottom, it's like that still wasn't enough. I still had to keep going. But that's what a addiction and destruction is. And so I became that person that nobody really wanted to drink with anymore. So I started getting sober and it was fairly easy for the most part. You know, I'm, I'm a determined person in anything that I do, but I can, I'm, I'm probably heading into my toes when I'm counting how many times I've broke my sobriety. And, uh, you know, that's okay because we need to grow and go through shit to really realize how far we've come, where we want to go and where we still need to grow. Right. Because I felt like I literally had no control with alcohol. I was constantly blacking out every single time that I drank. I decided to ditch the, the booze and I went for the drugs because I felt like at least while I was on ecstasy or coke or whatever, I could function and be myself and still be present, but still not necessarily have to feel the pain of everything that I was going through. And, you know, those years were actually the best years. And those were the years that I didn't make bad decisions for myself. You know, I still made mistakes here and there, but they weren't massive destruction mistakes. And, you know, I think that as you guys hear more details of the stories and as we learn different lessons together, the bigger picture of this will all come together. But as I started to grow through my high school years, I really realized that the damage that I was doing to myself and the damage that I was doing to everybody else was not something that I wanted to do anymore. And so I went for the sober road and it was really hard because I thought that the people who didn't really want me drinking anymore because I was such a fucking pain in the ass, constantly making mistakes would be by my side when I wasn't drinking. But the hardest part about sobriety when you come from a party group is that I personally believe that people get embarrassed and it makes them feel like you think that you're better than them. And that is literally the last thing that you think while you're trying to get your shit together. Okay. Let me tell you that you're coming from a dark spot. And the last thing that you think is that you're better than someone else because you have to not drink. Like I felt so, I remember because I got sober before I was even 18, before I was evil, even legal drinking age. And honestly, that was the best thing for me because I know if I would have drank at the bars and all of those other fun situations that you get yourself in, I would not be here telling you guys this story. Like period, no questions asked. I would not be here to tell this story. And so while you're going through that shit, you feel so 
like useless and worthless and you feel like, what is wrong with me? Why is it that everybody else can drink, but I'm a complete fucking moron and screw everything up. And, you know, you just want to numb yourself. You just want to not have to think, not have to be, but I couldn't be that person because every time I'd go and numb myself out with alcohol, I'd wake up the next day and hate myself even more for what I did the night before. And it would just in turn keep growing into this vicious, dirty cycle. So there was no other choice, but for me to have to quit. And I can tell you guys that it was a lot of years of a lonely, lonely, lonely journey, okay? Watching my friends go to Mexico together on massive camping trips together, all sorts of different things where the invitation was just never even thrown out at me. And it was one of those things where... I did let it get to me. I can't I can't lie to you guys and say that it didn't make a lot of really dark days for me, but this is where I want to share with anybody else who's trying to get sober or is currently sober is that you are not fucking alone. There are people out there that do enjoy company that is not drunk, okay? There are people out there that still know how to have fun without drinking and I just want you to know that there is life outside of alcohol and it's so hard in the like in this life that we're we're brought up in because it's like you know alcohol goes along with so many drugs I was in the or goes along with so many drugs goes along with so many jobs I used to be in the hospitality industry and it's like good luck having a client meeting without them wanting to have a glass of wine or whatever and the last thing that you want to do is be like oh yeah no I can't I can't drink I'm sober because nobody is very receptive to that and a lot of the time they're nosy they're going to ask you things whatever but then it's like alcohol stores on every single corner you know advertisements that's the first thing that they're going to bring up when you're at a restaurant alcohol is everywhere and now with covid and everything that's gone on the shit can be delivered right to your door and this can make a really really scary situation for a lot of people and you know I just really want you guys to know that there is so much life out there. And if you are feeling like you're drinking too much, don't be afraid to just take a couple nights off. It doesn't mean that you need to change indefinitely, but you do need to feel comfortable with your habits. Because if you're not okay with your drinking habits, let me tell you, if you're not dealing with that, they are not going to grow in a positive direction just by themselves, okay? That shit is going to continue to multiply and grow itself, and you will continue to build more excuses as to why you don't need to live in the now. And I guess this is why I've really wanted this to be the first podcast is that with everything that's taken place with COVID, lockdowns, the government, everything, it is really easy to want to escape life right now. It is really easy to feel down. It is really easy to feel like there is no hope. And it's really easy to want to get lost at the bottom of the bottle. Let me tell you, okay, coming through this pandemic sober, but there is so much more to life and there is a way for us to get through this. And it doesn't mean that we just wake up tomorrow and everything's great. It is a daily at work process, but it is so possible. And with this podcast coming at you every Monday, you know that you are going to have my support on a new topic every single week that is going to allow us to grow into better people, to love the lives that we are living 
and to really just continue to create our positive impact. Okay. So I hope you guys enjoyed a little bit of insight into my life. I could keep going for hours here, but I just wanted to give you guys a little, a little taste test of what you can expect in upcoming episodes. They're not all going to be just on my life, but they are definitely going to be off of my life experiences and lessons that I have learned. So I hope you guys are so excited for what is about to come. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode and we will catch you next fucking week. And that's another honest episode dropped. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Naked in Truth, where we come together every Monday morning to set the week off with intention. Don't forget to head over to our Instagram page at Naked in Truth Podcast to stay up to date on future episodes, guest speakers, and other kick-ass info that can help you continue to create your impact. And you know that reviews are so valuable when it comes to building a community of like-minded people. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please, please, please drop some love on Apple Podcast Reviews and share this episode with someone who you think needs it. Thank you guys so much again for tuning into today's episode. I'll catch you next Monday. And don't forget, love always wins.